Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs. On a Thursday, we have a ton to cover, not only just around the AFC West, with a couple of pertinent changes, as well as a rising star amongst the Chiefs that may have worked his way onto this roster. We're going to know here in less than a week. And a couple of other topics that I think Chris needs to chime in on. Welcome back. This is Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It is almost the third preseason game, which we did find out is is going to be treated much like the third preseason games in the past for the Chiefs, at least according to Andy Reid, supposedly. (laughs) For as much as you can take that for, that's what he says is going to happen, and hey. You know, it is what it is. And to be clear, he says that it's the starters playing into or through the first half. So uh, we will see if that ends up happening. I can't imagine Patrick plays any into the second quarter, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. I think that Andy's been pretty good about his general plan. And I think, honestly, of taking it easy and, and shorting the quarterback a couple of reps, I think I'd rather see him air on that side than any other. There's going to be, I think, some changes. This is that time when maybe now that they're behind closed doors since the, the end of training camp, where maybe we see somebody get reps that we aren't necessarily expecting because we haven't seen them practice out there this last week. Yeah, and you guys kind of got into that a little bit yesterday when, when you were talking to Matt, you know, Zane Anderson, you know, how is that going to play out? Uh, and I guess I hadn't realized he's been listed as a corner the entire time on the depth chart, which is just PR. But at the same time, it's like he was signed as a safety. He's been playing safety, so – Right. Uh, who knows what to make of that? Um, <laughs> honestly, in some senses, I'm actually kind of happy that it looks like with what Devon Key has put out there on tape, there's nobody that would probably claim him. So I would think that he would be safe going to the practice squad. Yeah. Uh, so that'll make it a little bit easier. I was really hoping he could replace our money Watts because I think Key, from what I've heard and what I had seen, at least in short clips, looked like he could actually contribute on like defense. Mm-hmm. where Amani Watts really doesn't. So that's a little disappointing, but, you know, give him a year, and I think that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think there's going to be a couple of guys that that need that first year. I'm not sure about the pass rushers either. I think it's it's going to be I, a more riding on this third game than I think a normal third game, but maybe not as much as a, a regular fourth game. Like this whole three-game preseason has me a little bit, up in the air about yeah like how because unless i hear from andy and the rest of the staff like how they're treating it it just doesn't i don't know there's too many ifs ups downs i don't know well and even if you do hear how they're treating it i mean they're only telling you what they want you to hear so you take it with a grain of salt and honestly you know you're sitting in a situation where you have two healthy running backs right now i guess three Um, mckinnon darwin thompson and gore and I would imagine that you can guess who's going to be getting the lion's share of the carries on Friday night. I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't actually. I'm guessing you're leaning towards McKinnon. I think if nope. there's I think it's Darwin Thompson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that because I think you want to limit McKinnon. There's no reason to give him anything that might get him hurt because we know <laughs> of his injury history, right? Yep. Um, and honestly, I would give him maybe a couple of snaps with Patrick and try to get <clears> – <throat> you know, his field there because he hasn't really played, played, played with Patrick, man. Uh, 
But at this point, I don't see McKinnon getting the lion's share of the snaps. I think it's going to be Thompson and then Gore at that point. Yeah, I think it might be enough for uh, you know Thompson to land somewhere else. I I think that I would invest a, a roster spot on the practice squad for Gore. I think they've seen what they can see from from Thompson. Yeah, and sadly, I, I think that he played very well two or three seasons ago, and everybody got excited about it. But then you start looking at how bad the Chiefs running back room really was at the time compared to what it is now. And honestly, I think you and Matt really talked about it a lot yesterday, talking about how this is probably the deepest roster the Chiefs have had in a very long time. And yeah. they are extremely deep at a lot of positions. And you were right. You have positions where you have to worry. You have, you know, the safety position where you've got three guys, but, you know, Thornhill's been a little long, a little bit hurt. So you have to wonder there and, you know, okay, well, you have Matthew and you have Sorensen. So, as long as those two stay healthy, you're in pretty good shape. But who do you have behind him? Like like I said earlier, Monty Watts is a guy that plays a lot of special teams, but doesn't really give you defensive snaps. Yeah. So big questions there. And obviously, you know, you can't lose a guy like Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. That's obviously going to limit you. Um, you know, they have Noah Gray. They have – I can't even say they have Blake Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they have Jody Fortson. I would hope that they have Jody Fortson, but – I just don't know with the way that he's been playing and the snaps he's been playing. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and that's, that's probably question number one. And on Wednesday, we got a little bit more information, but maybe we should dig into that situation in particular on the backside of this. Now, thanks to our sponsors, we're recording a little bit late. So we've got, had a couple of things happen since when we would normally record this show. And one of them is I got to watch the actual pressers today. Jody Fortson was out there. What do, what do you take away from that? I don't know what to take away from it. I How many times do you see a guy that's not going to be on the roster talk? Not very often. I, I mean, mean that, maybe, maybe. They'll throw us a curve. Yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's a draft pick and they think he's going to make the roster, but it's too early to know. Uh, and then you'll hear him talk, but I don't remember very many players that actually come and talk that aren't highly expected to make the roster. Key, I think, actually talked once, didn't he? Mm -hmm. He did. During training camp. But at that point, everybody was thinking he was going to make the roster because he was making plays during training camp. He didn't have the preseason tape yet. And he still could make the roster. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know. That's going to be a big question. And honestly, the person that that's going to be a big difference to is Dave Tobe, which he's going to make decisions at several different position groups. Yeah. And Dave Tobe is one of the people that was, was, complimenting Jody Fortin's progress and that he's come along uh, in the strength aspect and that he's worked diligently specifically on what Dave Tope told him to work on going all the way back to the beginning of OTAs. And I think that's a significant piece of make the one guy happy that can land you on this roster. Yeah. And I don't, and I have to be careful how I say this because I, I don't want, I kind of want to say it tongue in cheek, but you know, honestly, if somebody told me, okay, if you go do this and you get very good at it and you have a year to get better at it uh, to quadruple, maybe five times your income for the next year, pretty sure I'd be paying attention. Right. So, uh, you know, good for Jody Fortson. I hope he actually gets a chance to be on this roster. I think he deserves it. I think he's shown what he can do. And I really hope he gets a chance on Friday night to actually show some more. I'd love to see him in, the, in there with Patrick, at least a snap or two. Uh, and get the ball thrown his way. I think that would be um, a significant piece. And, folks, we're going to do our pregame show tomorrow, give you a preview of what we think we'll see and what we want to see in the final preseason game. 
And then over the weekend, we will give you the post-game reaction as well as we'll debut our take at the 53-man roster before it's released. They will release it, and then we'll give you our take on what they did. <laughs> assuming, assuming they don't release it on Monday. Right. I, I want to throw that caveat out there because <sighs> if they release everybody on Monday a day early, sorry, we tried. but And, and there's no there's no rule that they can't. So maybe, right. we, maybe we will do our 53 early. <laughs> <laughs> so just a heads up, we will be trying to do our 53-man roster. Uh, hopefully we beat the team to, to theirs. Yeah, knock on wood. And I'm sure Jody and and the other guy that will be on it that I feel like got a little bit of kudos in one direction and a little bit of not so kudos in another way was Darius Fountain. Um, another guy that will be in that conversation of is he, he's right on the bubble. In fact, I think every thumbnail I've made this week that has a bubble on it has Darius Fountain on the, the thumbnail. Yep. No, and I get it. And you know, you look at Fountain and what he's done. And honestly, I love Matt Derrick's article. If you haven't read it over at Chief Shidish, you need to go read it. He talks about Dries Fountain in depth, gives you a lot more information on the guy. He's trying to model his game. He really loves Sammy Watkins. And I like that he he enjoys that because I do see that he could play that exposition. I don't think he's at the level that you would want him as the starter, but I think he has the body and he has the ability to play it. So if you know somebody gets hurt that is playing that position, I think he could step in and and be okay for a game or two. I don't think he's going to give you what you really want. But the other side of it is he's never had a guy like Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Mahomes elevates everybody. So you have to take that into consideration as well. I'm not saying he can make a superstar out of Fountain. That's not at all what I'm saying. But can he make him an average starter? Can he make him – I mean, that's all Kansas City needs at the exposition is just give you an average starter, give you a guy that can catch 700 yards, you know, eight or nine touchdowns, and you'd probably be happy. Yeah. Now, I, mean, I don't I'm, expect I don't expect Fountain to do that. I'm just saying the ex that X receiver, that role, if they can get that, I think they'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I would think so too. I mean, when you talk about who can be the X, who can go up against press coverage and come out with a win, it's not necessarily Demarcus that comes to mind for me, although he's okay. Uh I, I would have to look at his his man, uh, his press. Um, win percentage right uh, i don't have that in front of me but my guess is that it's decent uh, i think pringle generally wins more than he loses against press and if fountain can get to that point too it gives you three legit options to line up across from tyreek and mccall and i think that's all that you can really ask for whether it's you know 700 yards a piece or you know one is more than the other if somebody finally takes that position by the by the throat i don't know but if you piece it together and you're productive, that's really all that matters. Yeah, I can't imagine they're going to get 700 yards apiece. I'd have a hard time believing that they'd average 450 yards between the three of them. Mm. Uh, just because you sit here and you look, Tyree's probably going to get 15 or, you know, between 1,200 and 1,500 yards, uh, especially with 17 games, 16 that he's probably going to play in if, if the Chiefs don't get everything, you know, down right. Uh, Travis Kelsey's probably going to get another 13 to 1,500 yards somewhere in there. Uh, so, you know, at that point, you're at 3,000 yards. Pat's going to throw for five. Maybe McColl gets to 800. If he gets to 800, that's a fantastic year for him, I think. Uh, so that puts you at almost four. Patrick throws for maybe 5,500 in his 17-game season. Uh, there's not going to be a ton to go around. You still have Clyde Edwards-Solaire, and you have, you know, uh, Daryl Williams. You have Jerry McKinnon. You have, oh, God, I'll say it, Michael Burton. 
I was going to say, all kidding aside about the fullback thing, I do <laughs> think that his particular pass catching ability is going to grow the number of targets for him. For yeah, position. And, and you have, you know, don't get me wrong, you have no Gray, you have, you know, uh, probably Blake Bell, the way it's looking right now, although I can't imagine they're going to have Bell out there on passing downs. But, and I guess that's really my problem with Blake Bell on this roster. I get it. They want somebody that can block, but I think Fortson has shown that he can do that. I just don't get the value of having a guy that can go in there and be your blocking tight end because to me, you're basically telegraphing to the uh, the defense what that guy is going to be doing 95% of the time. And this isn't, I mean, let's be honest, as much as I would prefer to be, you know, back in the day, this is not the time of Jason Dutt. Right. You're not going to run enough to make that profitable. Everybody has to have at least a, a thread of a threat in the pass game to make themselves believable in the and, situation. And if you want a blocker in that situation, put Mike Burton in there. He can do whatever you're going to want Blake Bell. Put to Andrew do. Wiley in there is what I say. Well, yeah, that would work too. Although, <laughs> you know, and, and maybe that's something we need to talk about in the next segment, just throw out names of who could have trade value because I do think that there's going to be guys that are going to have trade value for this team, uh, whether it's a lot or whether it's enough to get something done, who knows. But Kansas is going to have some really tough cuts to make. And we do need to get into uh, a couple of updates in the AFC West that happened as well. Yeah, I mean, value is where all that trade stuff comes in. And you can get value over at BetOnline.ag when you want to get your action into the game. Because the gridiron is starting up. Football season is right here, right upon us as we wrap up the preseason. And BetOnline is your number one spot for all your pro and college action. Get all the odds, props, contests, all kinds of craziness. Um, that I think you guys will really enjoy. And included in that is this half-million-dollar mega contest and a $200,000 NFL Survivor contest. They're all open now over on betonline.ag. You can use any device that you want. You get a 100% welcome bonus. That's always nice. Use that promo code locked on if you would. And uh, remember, for the opening day game on uh, September 9th, you can make a bet there up to $25 for new customers at least. Even if you lose, you get a refund. Uh, so there's zero risk there. Better Online is the fastest, easiest way to lay all your action. From everything that you want to get into, right up to your favorite Vegas casino games, which um, I'm just here to talk about football. But <laughs> if you're into it, you're into it. That's cool. Remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON over at our friends, BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. <sighs> really quick, we need to run down the, the stuff that happened in the AFC West. Yeah, yeah. You brought it up right before we started. I'll let you go ahead and, and toss out the trade that you heard. Um, so this evening, uh, luckily that we're recording late tonight, uh, Denzel Perryman is back in the AFC West, not a charger any longer, went and signed as a free agent. He's now been traded back to the Raiders. So you can, you can say whatever you want to say about him. Undersized, um, doesn't take on the run that great, but he makes a lot of plays and he makes a lot of tackles. And I think, uh, for a team that has been stocking up at safety to, I think, try (laughs) to play a lot of dime. I think this helps them in their pass coverage abilities to have a linebacker on there that maybe they don't have to go dime all the time. Yeah, I I would say that they really have been stocking up at safety if you look at their draft. Uh, that's neither here nor there. One of the other things that happened in the AFC West, Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater is your starter in Denver. What do you yeah. make of that? I you know, thought, honestly, I want to hear yours. Sorry. You know, you're fine. Um, this is the way that I expected it to go when he was signed. Because I like the upside of Drew Locke 
And I said this on the NFL show, guys. If you want to check that out, we're on YouTube as well, Locked On NFL. Um, here's the thing. I like Drew Locke's potential. I don't think he can get there, A, with a defensive background head coach. And nothing against Pat Shermer. He he runs a good offense. I don't know that he is the builder of quarterbacks that need to be guided and educated and molded. And so that I think it's just been kind of a, a rough deal for Drew Locke. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I honestly think that the Broncos made the wrong choice. And I honestly, I, I will tell you, I haven't watched any of the Broncos games. So maybe Bridgewater won at Ferrance Square and he's played way better than Locke. And, and that's the case. Okay. But at this point, how do you ever go back to Locke? I, I don't see how you can this season. I mean, Teddy's Teddy. There's always a possibility of an injury. Well, right. But even if it's not, I mean, if but if Teddy comes out and he plays like crap, and they go 0-5 to start the season, and he's thrown, you know, 15 picks. What are you going to do? I mean, I think you have to stick with with Teddy at that point because Drew Locke isn't going to get you anywhere. And well, at that yeah. point, your season is pretty much toast. Honestly, I think it's a big test, but the fact that you thought that it was a true competition means that you feel there's enough competitive fire in Drew Locke that maybe you have to roll the dice and hope that that comes back out and say, listen, you lost your job. Here's an opportunity to take it back. Come do that. The The problem is, is this, this is Vic Fangio is comfortable playing an old school style of ball. Right. And he's got the defense to do it. Right. The defense, he can run the ball. He just can't have a quarterback that makes mistakes. He can't give the ball away on offense and hope to compete, especially but in the AFC West. And I agree with that completely. My problem is, is I think you know what you have in Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't think he's going to take you to the next level. I think that Locke has the talent to take you to the next level, but he's got to play. I mean, well, you can't have it both ways. So, What's the next level, though? What are you trying to get to? Competing for a playoff spot. I'm not talking winning the AFC West, but to even comp- compete for a playoff spot. See, for me, it's it's break eight, break 500. Get nine wins this season. I think Teddy can do that for you. Yeah, but is that really what you want? I mean, nine wins is going to keep you out of being able to draft very high. So great there. But to me, I think if you're coming in, you want to try to at least make the playoffs or get close. I don't think Teddy can do that. Uh, maybe, maybe if Corlin Sutton comes back and is fully healthy and is able to light the league up again. But, you know, I – that defense is going to be very good, but I don't think that they can keep offenses down enough to allow the Denver offense to do what they need to be able to do or do what they can do. I just don't think that they're going to be capable of winning that many games for them, I guess, is really where I'm going with that. I mean, maybe not. It depends on the strength of of that brand-new secondary in Denver that I think is going to sure. be pretty formidable. And honestly, if you can get Noah Fant to actually click, I think – Hamler is a guy that's underrated and might be able to move the ball for you. If you can get some yak yards, maybe you can put up enough points to stay stay relevant. I mean, if not, then you got to go out and try to to help yourself. Right. And maybe that means you go trade for some offensive talent. I don't think it's ever going to happen with the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have some talent that I think is is gaining some value. So if we take it back to Kansas City, I don't know if Wiley can be traded now just because of the risk of injury, but who stands out right. to you as, as having built some trade value? Honestly, I was thinking Wiley. Um, I agree with you, though. I don't know that they could really trade him because you have injuries with Long and LET. So that leaves you kind of thin, and you still have questions with Rimmers. 
Uh, I'll be really interested to see if Rivers even plays this Friday. Yeah. Has he taken a snap yet? I don't think he's taken a snap in the preseason. Mm, I don't think he not. took a snap last game. I know he did in the first game. So if he hasn't taken a snap during this preseason, then that's really questionable going into the regular season. So I can't imagine that it's going to be offensive line, which is really where you were hoping that they would be able to make a trade. Because mm-hmm. you rather thought that they had depth there. Yeah, and rather than risk cutting somebody that maybe comes back around. Maybe Allegretti. I don't know. Matt said he's on the roster bubble. He started for the Chiefs last year. Is he better than somebody's sixth lineman? I I would have to think that he's got to be better than a lot of teams' sixth linemen. I would think so. The problem is that he's – I don't know that Blythe is – Austin Blythe is a significant career veteran experience. I don't know that he's breaking into this roster. And if you don't, if you can't keep him, then Al Gray is your backup center, and that's the only the guy you got. Well, and Blythe is hurt right now. He just had sports hernia surgery. So you yeah. have another question there. So, uh, you know, that position, I think you have question marks. You know, people have said DeMarcus Robinson needs to go. I, one, I don't think he has any trade value, to be clear, because nobody signed him in when he's been a free agent. Right. Um, two, I don't think he's going anywhere. I just think Kansas City likes him, and he's going to stick around. They like his attitude. They like I, – I, I can't get it when it comes to the play. Uh, but you know, they like what he does. He knows all the positions and that's important. And so I think he's going to say, um, Mahomes likes him. Andy likes him. I'm not sure Dave is so happy. Well, yeah, Dave's not happy. <laughs> and I'm with Dave because holding that ball like a freaking br- loaf of bread drives me absolutely insane. Uh, and not going North and South on punt returns drives me nuts too. Um, you know, then you get into running backs. Does Darwin Thompson have any value? I if you first, give him 30 carries tomorrow night and he goes off, maybe. Right. That's the thing. I mean, you're at this point, you're down to getting injuries at positions where you thought you had a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can get into risking trading some of those guys away. Uh, you know, the only other thing, you know, you guys talked about it yesterday is Baker going to – is Baker looking good enough compared to a guy like Bo Peak Keys? Um it sounds like Matt thinks Baker's probably got the headway, and I would think he would too. But that's a guy that if you think he's is better or you think he's been playing better, Baker, I would think, would have trade value. Yeah, possibly. I, I wouldn't like them trading him, but that's would the guy I would think that would have the trade value. I, I'll put it this way. I would dislike it so much. I think Baker might be the outside corner opposite Snead in the next couple of years as a starting level player. Possibly. So I don't. I would. I would cringe if that trade were were involving DeAndre Baker. Yeah. No. And I get it. And I. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that they should trade Baker. I'm just saying those are the positions that you thought you would have mm-hmm. guys that you could possibly trade off. Safety. You don't have that. Linebacker. You don't have the depth. Uh, defensive line. I don't really think you have the depth. You have. You maybe have it. You know, early on, if Chris Jones was going to play more defensive tackle, I would have said, okay, does, and I know you would have hated it, does Colin Saunders have any trade value? But at this point, they're going to keep all four of them. You know, Naughty, Reed, Saunders, and, and Warden are going to be your D tackles. Yep. So, I mean, you're not going to make that move. And they don't have enough defensive ends, so you're not going to be trading away that guy. So, it, I think tight honestly... Ends, tight ends, I... Blake yeah, Bell, maybe. Is anybody going to give you something for Blake Bell? I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to give anything for Jody. 
Right. As, as much as as we're enjoying his ascension here, and and the fan bases wanted him to get time for a long time. I don't know if the rest of the league's ready to to, to fork anything over for him. Right. Especially considering, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get. You've only seen maybe a couple of snaps in the preseason. Uh, you can try to bet on it, and I guess you know if you want to try to do that, you can. But yep, uh, um, our friends at BetOnline.ag will help you with that. Yeah, yes, they will. <laughs> uh, you know, I just I thought when this preseason started, I thought the Chiefs would have been a contender to have some guys that they'd be able to move with the injuries that have happened and different players, you know, going through different things. I just don't think that they have the depth at the positions that we thought they would to be able to do it. So. Unfortunately, it is what it is, but yeah, it looks pretty thin. So it is what it is. You're right. Um, and so is whatever you're going to do bet wise. And folks, if you want more help with bets, check out locked on bets. There's a whole thing about how you go about laying some action. Um, I think let that us, takes care of where we're at. Yeah. And let us know who you think could be traded or mm-hmm. if you have anybody that you think could be traded. I, I understand people are going to tell me Demarcus Robinson. Not going to happen. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and I gals, I, sh- I suppose I should say, I've been looking at the metrics. We do have women that listen. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> Go subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already, please. We appreciate those. And and check out Spotify. And, and I mean, Amazon Odyssey, the app as well. Um, I know a lot of folks uh, are hitting me with issues with Apple. And, oh, and I, we do I, have some big stuff on Odyssey coming. Yes. Uh, we're going to do an ultimate... Uh, division preview like we did last year, a little bit different format. I think you guys are going to dig it. There's going to be some some big hitters from the NFL uh, Odyssey team. If you missed the draft show, it was, it was Baldinger. It was uh, locking for us. So you, you get a lot of experience there. You're going to hear some familiar voices on there as well. So check all that out. Tomorrow we will preview this last game. Who has to do something to make this roster? What we think is going to happen? What, uh, what we hope doesn't happen? give you that lowdown and then we will get into the 53 maybe sooner than i originally planned just to make sure that we're ahead of the game we hope that you guys are ready for this thanks for listening to us today we'll be back with you tomorrow and uh if you have a comment leave it down on youtube or in those itunes reviews thanks for having us and we'll talk to you tomorrow